Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith. I'm here with Todd Wagner. How are you doing, Todd? I'm well, Rick. Hello, friends. Well, listen, so we know what happened on Friday, Good Friday. Jesus died on the cross, fully dead, fully dead. We know what happens on Sunday. Jesus came back from the dead, fully alive. But that Saturday, what happened between his death and his resurrection? The reason this is even a question is because of what is known as the Apostles' Creed, written in the fourth century. Uh, you know, basically as a representation of all the statements of the apostles put together into an early creed of the church. And so what they try to do is take the scripture and take traditional things that the apostles, the 12 original followers of Christ, or 11, uh, had said and put that into a creed. It says, I believe in God the Father, creator of heavens and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. And then, if you look in many of the books that have the Apostles' Creed, there'll be a little asterisk, like you can read this next statement or not. He descended to hell, all right? And then it says, the third day he rose from the dead uh, and ascended into heaven. And so that little phrase, where did it come from? He descended to hell. Answer, Ephesians chapter 4, 9. And it's an unfortunate translation and interpretation of Ephesians 4, 9. So what does Ephesians 4, 9 say? Let me read it to you, okay? Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verse 9. Well, I'll start in verse 8, where it quotes from Psalm 68, when it says, When he ascended on high, the Messiah, he led captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. Uh, meaning when Christ, the Messiah, uh, freed us who were slaves to sin and were in bondage to the enemy, and delivered us triumphantly as a conquering warrior would. He would give those that were part of his army, if you will, bounty or booty. That would be an expression of his victory. Part of Christ's victory, he gave us his spirit and gifts that go with his spirit, each one of us, to be used uh, to further his kingdom. But it says then in verse 9, now this expression, he ascended, what does it mean except that he also descended into the lower parts of the earth? The original writers of the Apostles' Creed took that to mean the lower parts of the earth, like lower than earth itself. What really is talking about there is he descended, meaning the Messiah, from heaven itself to the lower parts, the earth, where he demonstrated his love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Every scholar believes what's going on there in Ephesians 4.9 is the incarnation, not what happened between the crucifixion on Friday and Sunday. This is what the Bible says happened between Friday and Sunday. There's two places that you need to know to get the answer to this question, and not a misinterpretation, as is in the astracized part of the Apostles' Creed, a wrong understanding of Ephesians 4.9. In Luke chapter 23, the two criminals on the cross next to Jesus were bantering back and forth. One of them said, hey, Jesus, if you're who you say you are, save us both. The other guy said, what are you doing? Don't you know we deserve to be here? This man's innocent. And then he turned to Jesus in verse 42, and he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Next verse, Luke 23, 43. Jesus, truly I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. So here's where we know Jesus went on Friday. He went to be with the Lord in, in, in heaven. He went to be in paradise. That's where the uh, other uh, thief on the cross went with him. What else did Jesus do between uh, that Friday and the resurrection on Sunday? I think there's an answer for us in 1 Peter chapter 3. In 1 Peter chapter 3, in verse 18, it says, For Christ died for our sins once and for all. Okay, Part of the problem that comes from people's understanding of the Apostles' Creed is that Jesus had to go and pay for our 
sins in hell and suffered for three days. Like his suffering for three days could pay for our eternal torment. No, Christ's shed blood and broken body on the cross is where our atonement was accomplished. It is finished, he said. But there is, in the scripture, a place where he, if you will, want to call hell a lower part of the earth, he descended. This is in now 1 Peter 3. After it says in verse 18, For Christ died for our sins once and for all, the just for the unjust, in order that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. So alive in the spirit, verse 19 says this, He went and made proclamation to the spirits now in prison, who were once disobedient, verse 20, uh, when the patience of God kept waiting in the days of Noah during the construction of the ark, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were brought safely through the water. What seems to be indicated right there is that Christ went and proclaimed to those that mocked God and have rejected God in his person, that Jesus went and proclaimed to them, God is sovereign, he is Lord, Noah was his servant, uh, Abraham was the father, okay, and Isaac and Jacob had the covenants, and your rejection of that God, your desire not to have faith in him and to believe in his provision um, through the sacrifices that were an expression of faith in God's graciousness in the Old Testament and through ultimately the sacrifice of his coming Messiah, which has now been accomplished through me, has cost you everything. And so you could make a case that part of where Jesus went is to declare to those that were already dead. And part of the captives, that, if you will, that he in a sense led host were those that were in what's called Upper Sheol in the Old Testament to be with the Father, okay, um, in paradise. Um, the actual resurrection of those bodies hasn't happened yet. That'll happen on the last day when Christ blows his trumpet. But where Christ went between the cross and the resurrection is to be in paradise with the Father and I believe to proclaim and proclaim to those that have rebelled against him and who had trusted him that he was the Messiah, that God is good, that God is a provider of those who have faith in him like he was for Noah, and that their eternal destiny is fixed. He didn't go preach the gospel to give them a chance. It's appointed for men to die once, Hebrews 9.27, and after this comes judgment. So there is no second chance, and there is no other uh, provision for our atonement other than what he did on the cross, so there was no further suffering. And if you take a look at Luke 23, a right understanding of Ephesians 4.9, and a right understanding of 1 Peter 3.18-20, the answer to the question is he went to be with the Father and to declare what is going to be known throughout all eternity. He is King of kings and Lord of lords, and there is no other name under heaven by which men must be saved except Jesus. All right, good stuff. You know, some people that, that we said earlier, you know, that creeds aren't inspired. That's the yeah. inspired word of God. So someone that's really hung up on creeds, we think creeds are beautiful, they're yeah. useful, but they're not the Bible. No, and especially like there's a reason they pull that part out. Many folks who grew up in a Lutheran or Catholic or a Methodist or Presbyterian tradition who read the Apostles' Creed, some of them said he descended to hell. And they go, wow, and that informed their belief. But rightly, I think, a lot of people have taken that out. They don't even say he descended to hell anymore. And you need to always test everything you hear that isn't scripture by the scripture. This real truth real quick, the message you're going to hear on Sunday from your pastor, and make sure you read your Bible correctly and make sure that you interpret it correctly and don't write a creed that's incorrect. It'll cost you. All right. Well, hey, thanks. In the show notes, which you can find um, in our description if you're on Facebook or um, in the description on uh, YouTube or on our website, realtruthrealquick.com, we're going to put links to some other resources, some other Easter-related Real Truth Real Quicks that we have done before. And we hope even more than this question that you know the Jesus of Easter. And if you have any questions about that, 
Shoot us an email. We, that's a question we would love to answer. Yeah, trust in this provision on the cross. It is enough and it is finished. All right. We'll see you next week on another episode of Real Truth Real Quick.